0: Um this morning, wow, it's the last Sunday of the year. Wow, come on. How many of you have been to church 52 times this year? Have, come on. Yes. Hello. Wow, man. We got a whole new, fresh slate. If you were here last year uh, on New Year's Eve, I preached a sermon called, This is Going to Be the Best Year Ever. And I had no idea what was in store for 2018. And there's some things that I'm kinda of like, wait, God, what are you doing? But I will tell you this, looking back, it is. It has been. It was a prophetic word that this 2018 was the best year ever. And now here as a church, we are positioned to do some amazing things as a church. And I can tell you, for me personally, I look back, I have never been so close with my Savior as I am right now. God has done an incredible work in my heart, in my wife's heart, and I know in yours. And uh, and all I can tell you is that He's just getting started. And so here, as we close 2018, I'm going to again say, and yes, I believe it with all of my heart, that 2019 will be the best year ever. Let's give God a hand. Come on, somebody. It's going to be the best year ever. But here's the thing. In order for that to actually happen, we've got to let go of some things. I uh, On Friday, I was working on my message and I had this great idea. Uh, I have a friend who's done some tours in the circus and, uh, and, and, and in fact, his brother uh, was in America's Got Talent as the trapeze and so I called Teresa, who's our contact here at Jordan Commons. I said, hey, do you think we could put a trapeze in the ceiling? Because I wanted to illustrate this idea that in order to go from one spot to another you have to let go you have to release it so that you can grab onto they said no we can't put a trapeze in the ceiling but I still wanted to kind of give you a little bit of a of a picture there's some things that we need to let go of that you've been holding on to some of you for your entire life and it's time to let go of those things and it might be a little bit scary but reach out and grab onto the new things that God has for you it's going to be good you ready for it Come on, somebody. It's Shredder Sunday. It's Shredder Sunday. On Shredder Sunday, someone, someone's like, where's Shredder? You know, you're thinking like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Listen, uh, yeah, you are. Uh, it's, it's, it's Shredder Sunday. These shredders, what we're going to do is we're going to shred some stuff that we've been holding on to. We're going to shred some stuff that, that, that we've allowed into our life that we need to, that we need to release. I, uh, at my house, the last few months, we have had a—I uh, don't. Yeah, we're a little bit behind, but finally, we got on the Greatest Showman wagon. And if you haven't seen The Greatest Showman, uh, I will tell you, as somebody who doesn't do uh, musicals or anything like that, it's very good. Uh, and uh, my girls love it. My wife is kind of obsessed with it, uh, and uh, and my my—we're all kind of obsessed with the movie. I'm not going to lie. Uh, and so, The Greatest Showman has been on repeat. Every single day, like it's just over and over and over and over again. So much so that I have begun to memorize the songs, memorize the lines. In fact, I, I, I the script I've memorized the script so well. I've the script has been downloaded into my mind so many times, and then I've begun to sing, this is the greatest show, and like and, and to the point, yeah, to the point where like I will go into the into the bathroom, look in the mirror. And and I'm like, where's, where's my hat? I expect that I have become P.T. Barnum because I, like, do you know what I'm saying? It's, this, is how, this is how really good actors are really good actors, right? They become the character. They become the character. How do they become the character? By rehearsing and reciting the script, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Hugh Jackman didn't just read the script a couple of times, maybe once a week or so, and then was like, okay, cool. No, no, PT, uh, Hugh Jackman like became P.T. Barnum. You know what I'm saying? Is that what I'm saying? His name right? I better be. Thank you. Whew. He, he, he rehearsed it, he, he, he read it over and over, and he said it out loud, he rehearsed it until he became P.T. Barnum, and that's what makes him a good actor. The reality is, is how your brains are wired, we become what we rehearse. We become what we rehearse. Who you are, what you do, is a product of how you think and what you believe every single time. We are a product of what we rehearse. It's how our brain is wired. Some of you might be thinking, oh, this is, this is name it, claim it. I'm not talking about name it, claim it. I'm not talking about, you know, creating your own reality. I'm talking about claiming the promises of God. I'm talking about stepping into and walking out the life that God has outlined in his script, his scripture. You know what I'm saying? Proverbs 4.20 through twenty-three says says this it's the it's the wisest man to ever walk the face of this planet other than Jesus Christ, King Solomon. He says, My child, pay attention to what you to what I say. Listen carefully to my words don't lose sight of them let them penetrate deep into your heart for they bring life to those who find them and healing to your whole body verse 23 guard your heart above all things for it determines the course of your life. Life, friends, what we rehearse, what we allow into our heart, what we, what we recite, what, we, what comes out of our mouth, the things that we believe determine how we live and operate. Hmm. And unless there's a change in the script, nothing will change. Unless there's a change in the script, nothing will change. Essentially, if you don't change the things that you're downloading into your mind and into your heart, if you don't change the things that you're rehearsing and the things that you're believing, you will not see anything different this next year. It will be the same. For some of you, you ta- people talk about, all oh, New Year's resolutions and all of these things, and you're like, oh, yeah, I don't do that. It doesn't work for me. Why? Because you're not changing the script. The Bible says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. The title of my sermon this morning is Script Changers. Script Changers. We're going to change the script this morning. Let's pray. God, I thank you so much. Lord, you're so good, Mm -hmm. full of mercy and love. God, I pray now that as we get into your word that you would show us, that you would reveal to us, that you would help us, God, to change the script in our life. Lord, we pray that you would bless this time together. We love you. And everybody said? A-mizzle, says Lilo. Give it up for Lilo, man. Lilo, yeah. Lilo, man. Lilo. Come on, somebody. From North Shore, New Zealand, our bassist. Come on, comes from C3, North Shore, New Zealand. I love it, I love it. Sells cars, just in case you want one. (laughs) Hook me up with that commish, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta pay for that snowboard. (laughs) Matthew chapter 9. If you have a Bible, get your Bibles out. Matthew chapter 9, otherwise we'll have it up on the screen. Matthew chapter 9 starting in the 14th verse and uh, I've got I've got some time this morning I'm gonna try not to take all of it Devin was very insistent but um, uh, <laughs> we're gonna walk through we're gonna walk through this section the, the from 14 through the end of the chapter because uh, we and we're gonna see and we're gonna look at how our God is the great script changer and how we need to change the script in our lives. This is what it says, chapter 9, verse number 14. One day the disciples of John the Baptist came to Jesus and asked him, why don't your disciples fast like we do and the Pharisees do? Remember John the Baptist, it, it, it was a Naz- he did a Nazarite vow. Which meant that, that he didn't cut his hair, it meant that he didn't drink wine, it meant that he didn't, he didn't, he he was very strict, it was a very strict regimen that, that John the Baptist was, was on. He was he was strict, man, and, and, and his disciples would have followed suit. They, they would have also been incredibly strict. I don't know if they, you know, I don't think they all, you know, did the Nazarite vow necessarily, but they were they were disciples of this guy. So they lived this very strict lifestyle. And then you have the Pharisees who also were incredibly strict. They were very careful to obey every single piece and part of the, of the, of the law. And, and so they come up to, to Jesus, the, these disciples of John the Baptist, and they're like, hey, what's up? Y'all are just partying and drinking and, and, and eating and, and, and what's going on? Why, how, why don't you fast like we do? Why don't, you, why don't you fast like, like we do? Because we're we're hardcore. We're, we've got this thing on. We are. Look at us. Look at how we're just, we're we're fasting. I mean, we're disciples of John the Baptist. Who, who what's up with your people? How, how come you're not, how come you're not fasting? Let's keep going. Verse 15, Jesus replied, This is a little bit weird. Do wedding guests mourn when while celebrating with the groom? Of course not. But some day the groom will be taken away from them from them and then they will fast besides who would patch old clothing with new cloth for the new patch would shrink and rip and rip away the old cloth leaving an even bigger tear than before and no one puts new wine into old wineskins, for the wineskins would burst by the pressure, spilling the wine and running this and ruining the skins. New wine is stored in new wineskins so that both are preserved. Essentially, these people come up to Jesus ridiculing his disciples for not being as strict, not being as religious as they were. And Jesus says, You're reading from the, an old script you're doing it an old way. See, I've come to do something new. I've come to change the script. I'm going to do it a different way. And so he's saying the religious way of doing things, of, of, of trying to earn your way and trying to make your way, make yourself right with God because of what you do or because of what you don't do, that's been canceled because now I'm here and I'm bringing new wine. I'm bringing a new way of doing things. And so, and so you need you need to change the script. You need to change the script. There are, there are two scripts. There are two scripts that, these, that, that we see right here, and we're going to go through, and there's all sorts of scripts through this chunk of scripture. And I think each and every one of them apply to us, and maybe one or two apply directly to you like they did to me. The first is the script of Religion. The script of religion says, says uh, I'm going to get favor from God because of what I'm doing. I'm going to go to church so that God looks favorably on me. I'm going to read the Bible so that I can get extra credit points with God. I'm going to not do this and not do that because if I do those things or if I don't do those things, God is going to love me more, accept me more, and, and I'm going to be better than I was before because of what I am doing. That's dangerous, friends. That's dangerous. That's a script that has that has infected the church. Jesus came to flip the script, to change the script, to say, no, 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 no. I love you completely already. I cannot love you anymore, and I cannot love you any less. I love you completely right now. And so there's no need to try. There's no need to work. I simply love you complete already. Now you don't need to do. You simply need to believe You don't need to do anything anymore. You simply need to believe that I, in fact, do love you. And it will take some faith. You got to change the script. You got to understand that you no longer, that your your right standing with God has nothing to do with you and everything to do with Jesus. But you got to change the script. This script will breed pride in your life. It will make you look arrogant, and it will make the people who are not in church look at you and say, No, thank you, you arrogant prick. Well, I fast twice a week, and I read my Bible, and look at me how good I am. God loves me. (laughs) Shut up. Change the script. Change the script. But it's a double edged sword, too. Because in the same breath, the the script of religion will also tell you you're not good enough. You can't approach God because of what you did. Don't pray to God. How dare you even read the Bible? He's not going to speak to you because of who you are and what you did. You don't measure up. You're not good enough. Change the script because Jesus says, no, I tore the veil. No longer will you have to live by a set of rules. Now you can accept, now you can accept Jesus Christ. He covers your sins, and you are made right with him because of what he did, not because of what you did we got to change the script. There's a script over this valley of religion, and I'm telling you right now, it's time that we change the script. Now listen to me, church. Listen to me. Just because you go to a non-denominational church does not make you immune from the script of religion. And if we're not careful, this script of religion will literally infect your heart. And all of a sudden, before you know it, over and over in your mind, this is the script that's playing, I'm not good enough, or I'm so good. I'm not good enough, or I'm so good. Cancel. Change the script. Understand that Jesus is all that you need, that you have right standing with him, and it's not on you. The Bible says that that it is by grace that you have been saved, so no man can boast. So none of us should walk with a swagger and none of us should walk with a limp. You understand? We should be bold in Christ, but we shouldn't be, we shouldn't be timid, but we shouldn't be arrogant. Let's go. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. <laughs> All right. All right. The next one is comparison. We see this, they kind of go hand in hand, but comparison, let me just tell you something right now. In our culture, this is so incredibly prevalent. Y'all are on Instagram, scrolling through. Ew, gross, did you see that Christmas tree? (laughs) So tacky. Good thing we're not like that. (laughs) Oh, like. (laughs) Ew, I can't believe, like, good thing I'm not like that. <laughs> I don't know why this, this is. <clears throat> Comparison. Oh, how the enemy would like to get you in this spot where you compare. Oh, man, I, I wish that I was like them. Look at their life. It's perfect. Can I just be real for you, for, with you for a second? Oh, man, look at what's going on in that church. Oh, man, I wish my church was like that. <laughs> church, the enemy would try to spin this real, this script in your mind over and over and over again to try and get you to compare yourself to somebody else, to compare what you're doing with what somebody else is doing, to compare what God is doing in you to what he's doing in somebody else, to get you to see, to get you to feel like you don't measure up. And I'm here to tell you, God made you the way you are on purpose for a purpose. You're not them. You're you. And he did it for for a reason stop comparing change the script change the script yeah. come, on. come on somebody come on somebody the script of comparison will will breed worthlessness into your life you got to change you got to change the script get off instagram if you need to keep going verse 18 and jesus was saying as Jesus was saying this, literally as Jesus is talking about this, this new thing that is that is happening, he, as Jesus is saying this, the leader of the synagogue came and knelt before him. My daughter has just died, he said, but you can bring her back to life again if you just come and lay a hand on her, verse 19. So Jesus and his disciples got up and went with them. This guy's daughter, Mark would tell us his name is Jairus, his daughter has just died. It didn't say that that he was super sick it doesn't say that he that she might die it, it says that she's Dead. So Jairus gets the, the news that, that his daughter is dead, maybe he saw it happen, maybe he was there when she passed. I don't know, either way, she is dead. She, he has gotten the report that she is dead and she comes and he comes to Jesus. Now listen, you have to understand the script that must have been going on in his head, the script that would have been going through his mind, it's over. It's done. She's dead. There's no hope. It's too late. What am I going to do? There's nothing I can do. All hope is gone. There's no real even reason to bring this to Jesus. There's no reason to even ask for this. It's too late. It's too gone. It's over. This is a script that is playing in some of your minds even now. That The dream that you had, that the thing that God promised you, that the thing that you thought might happen, as you said, it's over, it's dead, and it cannot happen anymore, and this is the script that you're living out. You wake up in the morning, and this is the script. It's the script of defeat. I can't do it. It can't happen. It's too late. It's not good. It's dead. It's over. It's hopeless. And this is the script over and over and over that's going on in your mind. But Jairus says, but you can bring her back to life again if you just come and lay your hand on her. He chooses a new script. He says, no, I changed the script. Cancel that script. I choose to believe that Jesus Christ is who he says he is, that he can do what he says he can do, that he is. Because I read the scriptures and I read about how how God freed the nation of Israel out of bondage and captivity. How he split the Red Sea. I saw him. I heard about how he used the prophet Elijah to raise the dead. I've seen it before. I believe that he can do it again. It's not too late. Change the script. Change the script. We got to be a script changer. Mm, I'm good. Thank you, sir. Uh, We got to change the script. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. Then the woman, then the, then the woman, <clears throat> just then a woman who had been suffering for 12 years with constant bleeding came up behind him. She touched the fringe of his robe for she thought if I can just touch his robe, I'll be healed. Jesus turned around, and when he saw her, he said, Daughter, be encouraged. Your faith has made you well. And the woman was healed at that very moment. This woman, first of all, she's a woman. Second of all, she's bleeding. She's been bleeding for 12 years. If you were bleeding in this culture, you couldn't go and touch somebody. You couldn't touch a rabbi. You couldn't go into the temple. You were defiled. You were unclean. You, she is bleeding for 12 years. 12 years she is sick she's tired, she's lonely she can imagine the script rejected alone it's never going to happen for me, I'm not welcome there, I'm not I- I- I'm unclean there's no even even if I believe that God could do it I can't get close enough to him for him to do it because, because I'm unclean I can't even step foot in the temple because of this bleeding I am utterly and totally screwed this is the script that plays in so many of our minds. Well, this is just how it's going to be. I, I mean, I'm, I'm rejected. I'm alone. I'm depressed. This is just my life. What am I going to do? And this is this is how it was in 2017 and this is how it was in 2018 and I'm sure this is probably going to be how it's going to be in 2019. Can I just tell you something? we got to change the script. The Bible says that this woman reached out. That she reached out. Can somebody reach out to Jesus this morning? Can you say, I'm done! I'm done with that script! I'm changing the script and i'm going to reach out to my lord and my savior she didn't go patiently and wait in line she reached out she erupted this man's miracle to get her own she said no longer will i sit here at the edge of town defiled and unclean but i will press my way through the crowd i will reach out and if i can just touch the hem of his garment i know i'll be healed she says i'm changing the script i'm changing the script quit believing the lie that says you're unclean, that says you're not worthy, to say that it's not for you, it is untrue, stop it, cancel it, and start to rehearse what God's word says about you. Let's go back to the, to the official, the synagogue official, Jairus Jairus. Verse 23, And when Jesus arrived at the official's home, he saw the noisy crowd and heard the funeral music, Get out, he told them. The girl isn't dead. She's only asleep. But the crowds laughed at him. So the report, the report is that the girl is dead. Jesus gets there, and funeral music is playing, and there's all these people wailing and crying. You have to understand that in that day, these people would have been, I ripped my Bible. Jeez. <laughs> people would have been paid to mourn. They would have been paid. They would have been there. They, they were benefiting from his misfortune. Yeah. There are people in your life who live and feed off your drama. You need to shred them. You need to say, sorry, not today. I love you, I'm going to pray for you, but you got to stay out there because i am I got a new script. I'm doing something new with my life. I'm stepping out and I'm done with the old. I'm stepping into the new. And so I'm telling you right now, you cannot allow those doubters and the naysayers to get in your ear and say, nah, 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 cancel. Change the script. Get out. No more. Oh, just tell me. Tell me how bad that was. Just tell me. I, he, oh, I bet he just really, oh, he, he messed you up. to Tell me about it. Oh, just They feed off the drama. No, cancel. Shred it. Shred it. I'm getting a workout. Verse <laughs> 25. After the crowd was put outside, However, Jesus went in and took the girl by the hand, and she stood up. The report, did you hear, wait, did you, wait a second. After the crowd was put outside, after he, shred, after he said, hey, get out, you, you naysayers, you people who are feeding off of the drama, you people who are, who are you're, you're, you're just loving all of this, get out, you're done, and then he goes back in, he takes the girl by the hand. She's dead, by the way, they're doing a funeral. She, he grabs her hand, and what happened? She gets up. Can you understand? Jesus raised the dead. Do you understand that nothing is impossible for our God? That he is the author of life. He is the way, the truth, and the life. He spoke and life happens. All things are in him. There is nothing impossible for him. He is the great script changer. The report was that she was dead until Jesus steps in the room and he changed something. And life came back into that. girl. Can I tell you something? There is something that you have thought has been dead and Jesus says not on my watch, I'm the author of life I'm the resurrection power and if I say it so, then it is you gotta change the script you gotta change the script, some of you though, oh my goodness the script that you let play in your mind over and over oh this is just the way it is hmm Never happened to me. I mean, yeah, it was was a good year, but oh, God, it was so difficult on many things. (laughs) Oh, yeah, 2019, I mean, it's a new year, but uh, it's probably just going to be the same, really. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I had a dream one time. I believed in something at one time, but now, I don't know, know. It's too late. It's too far gone. It's dead. You need to change the script. You need to change, change the script. After Jesus, verse 27, after Jesus left the girls' home, two blind men followed along behind him, shouting, Son of David, have mercy on us. They went right into his house where he was Staying Now, I don't know how long of a walk that was from where this little girl was at and where Jesus was staying. I don't know, but I'm just saying, I'm just pointing out this morning that they followed him all the way home. And the whole way there, these blind guys are going behind him, yelling, "King, Son of David, have mercy on us! Son of David, have mercy on us! Son of David, have mercy on us! They're following, and he's ignoring them, it seems. He doesn't answer them, it seems, because they do it all the way until he gets home. Can I tell you, there's a script in some of your minds, in some of your lives that says, yeah, that was for before. He doesn't do that anymore. He's retired in the area of miracles how easy would it have been for these people after after a few miles, maybe after a few hundred yards of, hey, it's King David, hey, Son of David, have mercy. Son of David, have mercy. At some point, you got to think that they would have said, well, I mean, maybe it's, maybe it's not for me. I guess maybe Jesus just wants us to be blind. I mean, I guess it does make my hearing better. I mean, I guess it's just his will for me to have this. I guess it's just what he wants for, for me to be like this. I guess it's just, you know, I mean, his will, I guess, whatever. At some point, you would have thought that maybe these blind guys would have said, well, let's just pack up and go home. Clearly, it's not for us. Clearly, we missed the mark. Clearly, it's not going to happen. Friends, we got to shred that script. Jesus asked them, do you believe that I can make you see? He's all the way home. He's been practically ignoring them the whole way. And finally he turns and says, do you believe I can make you see? Yes, Lord, they told him. We do. you got to shred. Listen to me, church. You have to shred the script of unbelief. You've got to shred the script that says, oh, it's not for me. Oh, it's not. This isn't what... Listen to me. I'm saying... Listen to me. If God doesn't say it, then you don't say it. If if it's not in His Word, then you don't let it replay in your mind. You've got to understand that the enemy would love to get you in a spot, to get you in a position where you just go, oh, well, I guess it's just going to be like this. I guess it's just not for me. Friends, we gotta be people who chase and pursue, and we follow him all the way home. Sometimes it won't be until we get home that we get our miracle, but I'm telling you, you're gonna get there. You're gonna get it. I'm telling you, his word is true. He does always come through. He loves you. He cares about you. He's the God of miracles. There's nothing impossible for him. He can open the eyes of the blind. He can restore the sight. He can give you vision. Some of you have been blind, and you are unable to see the things in front of you. You have been blinded. You can't see into 2019. We're talking about 2019. You're like, I can't even see it. I'm telling you right now, God wants to give you vision into it. He wants to say, I have something for you. But you have to shred the script of unbelief. You have to shred it. Because this t- this chapter is titled Jesus heals in response to faith faith is the ups system in which god delivers things it is through the faith that we have in him that he gets us the things that he wants us to have and so you and i have to have a script of faith we have to have a script of faith that's why he gives us the scripture It's why he gives us his word. He says, why don't you read this? Because guess what? Every single part of this book is full of faith. Every single part of this book you're reading, well, how did that happen? What? How, are you serious? Say what? It's because God does impossible things because this is the script of faith and this is what we have to get on repeat in our... Listen to me. You will become what you rehearse. And so are you rehearsing what your friends tell you? Are you rehearsing the past are you rehearsing what your what your parents said or what your boss said or or What are you rehearsing? I'll tell you what I'm gonna rehearse. I'm gonna rehearse God's Word. I'm gonna recite God's Word I'm gonna let this play on repeat until I I, until I become the person that God says that I am and so Some of you got some things to shred It's shredder Sunday It's Shredder Sunday, we're gonna shred some stuff. And so you've got that card sitting in your seat. I'm gonna get mine real quick. I'm shredding some stuff. Sometimes I let, it might not be a big shock, but sometimes I allow myself to get mad. Just so you know, I'm not mad this morning, I'm passionate, there's a difference. (laughs) But my wife will tell you, sometimes I lose my temper. My temper's about as short as I am, okay? Like sometimes, and you know what, I'm done with it. And I've told myself that I'm Italian, I've got a temper, cancel, I'm shredding it. I'm done with that, I'm done with that. I'm shredding it. We're gonna shred some stuff. And so the next few minutes, I would love for you to come up and shred some. Maybe you got some documents. Maybe you got a bad report from a doctor. Maybe you've got maybe you've just got things that you've been holding on to. We're gonna shred some stuff. The team is gonna be up here. We're just gonna quickly lay hands on you and pray for you, and we're gonna believe. You see, you shred it so you can't read it anymore. You shred it so you can't recite it anymore. You shred it so you don't come back to it anymore. Because we gotta let go of what's been holding us back so that we can step into what God has for us and the promises and his goodness and it's found in his word and so we're going to shred the things that aren't of his we're going to shred it and so the band is going to play god i thank you so much jesus now as we lay these things at your feet as we shred them lord we thank you god do a mighty move god do a mighty move we thank you jesus let's go come on up come on up church if it's okay with you, I'm gonna. I got 19 minutes. I'd like to finish my sermon, if that's okay. I told you we were going to verse 38. Here we go. You can have a seat if you want. You can keep standing if you want. I don't care. Here we go. <laughs> and you can keep shredding. Just so you know, the rest of this sermon, the altar's open. You come, keep coming down. Jesus sternly warned them, the blind men. He sternly warned them. He said, don't tell anybody about this. This is interesting, verse 31, but instead, but instead, they went out and spread his fame all over the region. I wonder if that would work. Hey, church, don't tell anybody what God is doing in your life. Maybe that would get us to go and actually spread it. Here's the thing, church. Here's the thing, church. There has been a ceiling over this valley, like the aversion that sits. It's a lid. All sorts of gunk, all sorts of crap. And every city has one, but we've got our own set of issues in this place. People from out of town learn that I'm a pastor in Salt Lake City. They go, I'm sorry. I'm shredding, I'm shredding that script, church. I'm shredding that script because I believe that God, I believe the script that God has put over our valley. I believe what he said. See, they call this the city of Zion. That's a prophetic word, church, the city of God. Let's make it so. Let's make it so. I'm standing on the verse. There are people in this valley who are desperately seeking God. And let me tell you something. God's word says, if you seek me, you will find me. If you will seek me with all your heart. I'm standing on that script. I'm standing on that promise. I'm believing that over our valley. If you seek me, you will find me, he says. If you seek me with all your heart. Now listen to this. Verse 32. This is, just listen. Here we go. When they left, a demon-possessed man who couldn't speak was brought to Jesus. This guy didn't even come on his own accord. Somebody else brought him. Can I just tell you, somebody needs to bring somebody to church. I'm just throwing that out there. Because some people can't get here on the, by themselves for whatever reason. Maybe they don't have a ride. Maybe they just simply like, I'm going to melt if I get in there. I'm telling you, tie him up. Put him in a bag and get him here. Listen to me. This person couldn't talk. I think it's interesting that this demon that was in this man. He was a prisoner by this demon. He was limited by this demon. There are people even in this room that you are being limited by by something that's evil in your life. You're being limited by a demon that's got you and he's got you by the throat. He's got you by your past. He's got you. You got to shred that because Jesus says who the son sets free is free indeed. Jesus said I have come to set the captives free and so somebody in this place is going to get free even this morning. But I I think it's interesting, I think it's interesting that this demon made it so he couldn't talk. Why? Why would he make it so he couldn't talk? Because the enemy knows the power of our words. Because the enemy knows that it was through the mouth of Moses that God delivered his people out of slavery and bondage because he understands that what we speak has power. And so that's why we have to get into God's word and it has to be on our lips. We have to be professing his goodness and his love and his promises. They gotta come out of our lips. Some of you are like, no, oh, I just, you know, I, 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 just pray internally. I don't pray out loud. I, I love the songs, but I don't like to sing them out loud. I don't have a very good voice, so I just. We put the lyrics on the screen so that you can sing. Why? Because it's a way for you to recite the truth of our God. It's a way for you to rehearse. It's a way for the truth of God to come out of you, to come out of your mouth, and so the demon who's been holding on to your lips is canceled, he's shredded. Open up your mouth and declare his goodness. Open his mouth, open up your mouth and begin to speak and to bring to begin to prophesy into the situations that have been limiting you and holding you back and say no more I'm shredding that. I'm canceling that. From now on, what comes from my mouth, what comes from my lips will be from God's word. Yeah. Verse Verse 43 But the Pharisees said, "He can cast out demons because he's empowered by the prince of demons." The Pharisees were refusing to change the script. The Pharisees didn't believe, can I tell you church, there's going to be people who will not believe. There's going to be people who won't believe, there would be people who would say, oh man, you're crazy. You're nuts. There's going to be a script that starts to try and get downloaded into your mind from people around you, from from radio, from TV, from from different areas that will try to come in and say, no, that's not true. No, that's crazy. No, listen to me, church. I've chosen the script that I will rehearse and I will recite, and it is in God's Word. It is what He says. This is, if it's not in here, I cancel it. I shred it. No longer will I allow those things to go on and repeat in my mind, those, those, those scripts of doubt and of fear. No more. It's over. There will be doubters, though. Kick them out. I love you, but you can't come in. I love you, but I will not let you into my inner circle. I'll hang out with you, but but I'm not going to spend a lot of time with you because, listen to me, every time that I hang out with you, you're telling me about how crazy I am and how, listen, no, cancel that. Shred that. I love you, but arm's length. Jesus traveled throughout all the towns and villages in the area, teaching in the synagogues and announcing the good news about the kingdom. And he healed every kind of disease and illness. This is the script that I'm standing on. This is the script that I'm standing on, church. I'm standing on the, I'm standing on the script that says the same power that raised Christ Jesus from the dead lives in me and lives in you I stand on that script I stand on the script that says that, that that God in us will go out and share his goodness and that there will be healings and that there will be our God provides our God heals our God restores he's the god of miracles our God's the same yesterday today and forever and I stand on that script that's what I I choose to believe and then I say why don't we all go out and boldly proclaim and profess the things that God has done and we go into Sandy and Draper and we go into Lehi and we go into to Provo then we go into Bluffdale and Harriman in South Jordan then we go into West Jordan and Taylorsville in West Valley and Kearns and Magna and Willa and Midvale and Murray and South Salt Lake and Mill Creek come on somebody and Sugar House in downtown North Salt Lake, Bountiful, Farmington, Woods Cross, Roy, Ogden. Let's go and let's start proclaiming his goodness. And let's start proclaiming who he is because we're shredding the things of old. We're grabbing onto the things of new. We're going onto, we're grabbing onto, we're reciting, we're believing, we're rehearsing what this book says. When the crowd's When he saw the crowds, listen to this, when he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were confused and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Church, I don't know about you, but oftentimes I go out into this world of ours and I see people who are hurting, who are lost and confused. Church, I was one of those people. I was hurting, I was lost, and I was confused. And now I look out and I see so many people. Some people just don't even believe that God exists, or some people are just so caught up in the in the hamster wheel of religion, and they are in shame and they are in guilt, and they think that they're never going to measure up. And there's like, oh, I hope I make it. I hope I'm going to be good enough. And they are they are without a shepherd. And this is where you and I step in. Listen to me, church. Sure, I'm the shepherd of this flock, but you all, we all are the shepherd. Of this community, because God lives in us, and it's time for us to get out into our world, out into our communities, to find those who God is speaking to, who God is, and say, "Hey, I know you're hurting. I know you're confused. But let me tell you about somebody. Let me tell you about something. See, this script is the good news." It's the good news about Jesus Christ, our savior. It's the good news that says he's the author of life. It's the good news that say he's the author of salvation. It's the good news that says he has redeemed us and made us new. It's the good news that says if you are in him, you are a new creation. He said to his disciples, the harvest is great, but the workers are few. So pray to the Lord who is in charge of the harvest and ask him to send more workers into the fields. Can I tell you, church, God wants to do such a mighty work, such a mighty move in this valley that we won't have enough buildings, enough pastors, enough shepherds to contain all the people who come running to the feet of Jesus Christ as they are restored and redeemed, as as their eyes are opened, as they begin to see who Jesus really truly is, the author of life, the good shepherd, that he is who he says he is is and in him we are forgiven and redeemed that this is the script that is in this word and i'm done with anything else that doesn't follow this i'm done with anything else that doesn't adhere to it i'm done listening i'm done letting it play in my mind i shred it i shred it over this valley and yes we get to be a part of a massive massive shift in this place not because of us not because of him not because of you or me but because of him Because of Jesus Christ, our Lord, he is the author of life. He is God incarnate. He stepped out of heaven. He stepped out of heaven, God with skin on, to redeem humanity, to give us a new script. But here's the thing. You cannot build, you can't take what you've had and put this on top of it. It doesn't work that way. You have to shred what you had so that you can grab onto what God has. You have to cancel it. You have to shred it. Be renewed by the, re- by, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. It's not an add on, it's instead of. If you're in this place on this Shredder Sunday, the last Sunday of the year, 2018 coming to a close. I want to ask you two questions. Question number one, do you know Jesus? Not have you heard of him, not do you know his name, but do you know him? Do you know Jesus? The Bible says that if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, that you will be saved. He is not a God. He is not somebody who is good. He is God, and he forgave you of your sin if you believe in him. This morning, if you want to end 2018, fresh and new as you step into the next season of life I want to give you an opportunity to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and as your Savior and so all across this room if there's even one it's worth it if you want to make Jesus your Lord if you want to make him the the author of your life I just want you to raise your hand one two three is there anybody I see your hand praise Jesus praise Jesus I see your hand in the back praise God thank you Jesus I see your hand thank you Jesus thank you God thank you God Cynthia could you come up forward for just one second. We won't take much time. I've only got six minutes. I'm only going to take four, Devin. If If you just raised your hand, on the count of three, I want you to come down here. One, two, three. Come on down. Your first step is an actual step. Come on down here. Cynthia wants to pray with you. Come on. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Come on down right over here, you guys. Thank you so much. God bless you. God bless you. Congratulations. Thank you, man. So good. Try not to trip. Thank you, guys. All across this place, will you pray with me? Say, Jesus, thank you for dying for my sin. I receive you as my Lord and my Savior. Wash me. Cleanse me. Make me new. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen, amen. Can we give God a hand of what he's doing? This is what it's about, friends. This is what it's about. It's about life's changed. Maybe you're like me, and I think all of us came down to shred some stuff. Some of it was heavy, almost broke our shredder. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, it is so easy. And so in one more act of faith, we're gonna just gonna sing this short s- segment of the song. Rich is like we are, yeah. And, and can we just stand up? And just open your mouth and proclaim his goodness. He's a good God. He's full of love and mercy.